I want to share a message with you being Christmas season, Hanukkah. Christmas is about the light of the world coming. Hanukkah in Judaism was about the uh, provisions of God through the Maccabean revolt and how God sustained the, uh, the candles in the temple for a number of days. Jesus, in fact, celebrated the festival of lights, Hanukkah, in John chapter 10. You see reference to it. Only he brought the point further home that he himself is that light, that sustainer that was to come. And that's what we need to understand. We have an opportunity at Christmas time to light our lights and be the light of the world and point everybody to Jesus Christ. Please take every opportunity you can to do that. This morning I want to share with you the word of prophecy given to Isaiah, found in Isaiah chapter 60 verses 1 through 3. I speak it over you prophetically and make it a declaration on your life. Arise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen? Do you receive that? That was originally written for Israel, to Israel as a nation. They were to become the light to all nations, and the glory of God inhabited that nation, and they were to draw all people to Messiah Jesus. Ultimately, it was unto the church because God made one new man out of Israel and the nations, the Gentiles, to become one new man, which is the church. And it is the church that is the glory of the light of God in this day to bring the nations to Christ. And so he says to us, arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord is written upon you, risen upon you. It's written on you too. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. So there is a darkness that is pervading over the earth. It is a darkness, and what he's talking about is not nighttime. He's talking about darkness as evil, as sin, as ignorance of God, rebellion of God. And so there is a darkness that is coming and is pervasive over all this planet and all the nations. People are in darkness. And so it's happening globally. But he goes further and he says this, Darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people. He emphasizes thick darkness. In the Hebrew, it is a thick, heavy cloud. I don't know if you've ever been in a fog so dense that you can't see your hand in front of you. It is a thick darkness that people are so lost that they're no longer able to discern light. They don't understand what is true or what is false. They don't understand what is rebellion, a rebellion against God. Uh, it's been eliminated from their ideology and vocabulary. They are so far lost and in the dark that there's such a thick darkness upon them. And if this ever describes a time, it describes now. There's a spirit of darkness over the planet. We've lost the concept of a transcendent truth, that which is true outside of us, that which is true whether we like it or not. We've lost the concept of truth. Now we have truth based on how we feel, your truth, my truth. We no longer even discern based on science, based on creation, 
based on what is evident in front of us. The world right now cannot even discern what is in front of them. We have even gone so far as to try to discern gender identity and eliminating the binary concept of male and female. This is bringing such a distortion to mankind, to marriage, to the identity of people, and so forth. It's such a thick darkness that people cannot discern. But, but, but the Lord will arise upon you, and His glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. It's speaking of Christ, but Christ is risen. He is the glory of God, and all the nations will come to see Him, and He inhabits us. And so that word is transferred unto us, the light bearers of Christ Jesus. The glory of God is risen upon me. It's risen upon you. And this gross darkness that covers the earth and people's minds will come to you for the answers. And so in this hour, the church is to arise and shine, for the glory of the Lord is upon us. That's what God is calling us to as a people. God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. No darkness. No confusion. No distortion. No falsehood. No lying. No despair. He is perfect in light and beauty and grace. And that Spirit of Christ dwells in us. Therefore, we must represent Him well. We must be that light. It can't be confusing. Now, one of the things you really have to understand about this darkness is it, people are scared. Christians get scared. The world's getting so evil. It's getting so dark. And don't you know, according to the Bible, it's just going to get so bad and so bleak and so dark. It's horrible. You need to understand something. There's no such thing as darkness. There is no such thing as darkness. What do I mean by that? Darkness is the absence of light. Light is what exists. Darkness is simply the absence of light. If there is a gross darkness coming over the planet, it is because the light is not shining in that place. If there is dimness over people's lives, it's because they've not heard the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If there's any darkness around us, it's because the light has gone out of sight. Never worry about the darkness when you're the light. Light always, always overtakes the darkness. Sin may abound, but grace will always much more or super abound. Isaiah said this, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death Upon them a light has shined. Jesus said the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And He is that light. Jesus is the light of man. 
In him was life, and the life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Christ has come. Arise, shine, the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Christ has come into this world. Darkness should not overtake this world. God said it's trying, but it cannot. The darkness can never overtake light. People are in darkness. They need the light of the gospel, which you carry. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He didn't say, I am a light in the world. He said, I am light. He is light. He is the one by whom all things were created, for Him and by Him and through Him. He is truth. He is reality. Everything comes from Christ. And anything that is in darkness, ignorance, and foolish is the absence of Christ and His knowledge. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will what? Never walk in darkness but we'll have the light of life. That's you and I. Now, of course, there's things we don't understand, things we don't discern. But even though we may not recognize it or understand all that God's doing, we are not in the dark. We know the way maker. We know the one who has the answers. There have been mysteries in my life. There are things that have happened that I don't completely understand and discern. But I know the one who holds the light into the understanding of those things. And I will trust him. There are times that the knowledge is too vast for me to comprehend. But I will follow the one who is the light. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the light. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. How many of you remember when you were in the dark? How many of you remember when all you could do was grope and find your way through life, self-medicating, helping you get through your pain and your sorrow, trying to live to understand love and life? And Christ came in and brought the light of life to you. This world's in complete darkness. And the reason it's in darkness is because the light is not shining. You are the light of the world. You, God said, you are the light, and you cannot hide this light under a bushel. You should be a city on a hill. Put the light out in front so everyone can see it. Amen? Now listen, there's a warfare going on concerning light and darkness. Paul put it this way, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So the God of this age, that's Satan, that's the demonic realm, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Do you know unbelievers can see miracles? Unbelievers can see things happen? Unbelievers can see change live, but in their minds they won't receive it. They're, they have fixed their minds on different ideologies and lies. They are, in fact, blinded so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For God, who said, let the light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts 
to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Christ came to reveal the light, the truth of who He is and what life is. But people's minds are blinded. But you don't need to speak to their mind. You speak to their hearts. When you're ministering, well, you know what, I use that term ministering, and, and what we think with that is we're on one day and off another. You're the light of the world. Your light never goes out. Wherever you go, you are a light. You are ministering the presence and the glory of Christ. No matter where you go, no matter what you do. One of the things you have to realize is you are in constant warfare. The warfare you are up against are these demonic spirits that are blinding the minds of everyone around you. How many of you know we live in the matrix? You've been set free from it. Okay, so if you don't know that movie reference, we'll move on. Truman Show, how about that one? You've been set free. Okay, that's an old one. Someone's got to come up with another new one. But everybody else is in a trance. Everybody else is lost. Everybody else is in a darkness, except you know the truth, you know the light. And as you're trying to explain it to them, their mind isn't reasoning and their mind isn't getting it. But if you would speak into their heart the light of the glory of God, it will impact them. That's the soil Jesus talks about. The good soil is a heart ready to receive. So we're in a war. Paul says this in Ephesians, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, and against the cosmic powers over what? This present what? Darkness. And the only reason there's the darkness is because we're not shining enough. We're all worried about the demons. If you would understand, they're all worried about you. They don't want you to shine. They don't want you to wake up to understand that your presence puts them to flight. Light always overcomes darkness. Always, always, always. Darkness cannot extinguish the light. Get this in your heart. I'll never forget, I went to Russia back in 91, and I was with 70 other pastors. And we went, this was before the wall came down, this was in communist Russia. We went over to Leningrad, it was before it was changed back to St. Petersburg. And when I was over there with these pastors, one of the days we were going to go out and minister, and we were going to go out to a square that was known uh, for its black market work and a lot of uh, nasty bad things going on. And I remember a portion of the pastors and leaders there said, why are you taking the, us there to such a dark place? I thought, why are you even here? Where does the light belong? In every dark place you can find. Run to the dark places and change it by your presence. Darkness will never overtake light. It cannot. Remember, every demonic Satan himself was defeated at the cross. He made an open shame of them. Disarming them completely through the blood of Christ, fulfilling the law and its justice. He put his light in you. 
The only reason darkness has filled the planet and darkness is confusing people's minds from these cosmic forces is because we're not evacuating them out of here. This present darkness is because the enemy is doing its work against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, here's our solution, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all, to stand firm. You are never to back away from the devil. Never. As far as lusts and temptations, flee, run. But as far as the devil, you stand. You never lose ground to a defeated foe. And your presence will always extinguish the enemy. You might be in for a fight, but you stand. You stand. This darkness is by the enemy who's defeated. He goes on and he says this, And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer than when, it first be, when you first believed. The night is nearly over and the day is almost here. That's the return of Christ. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of what? Light. Ephesians, he calls it the armor of God. In Romans, Paul calls it the armor of light. That's awesome. This is glow-in-the-dark stuff. Right? You talk about Marvel Comics and all these movies and superheroes. We got something better than all of them. Right? They got to fight their enemy. We just got to show up. We are luminescent. It is an armor of light. And he goes on to express it even more in Thessalonians. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are children of the light and children of the day. We don't belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep. Let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as the helmet. The armor of God is luminescent. It is light. It is light. And the light that emanates from you is faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is what? Love. The love of God cannot be vanquished by the evil or the hate of the demonic. Don't get involved in the hate and the evil. So many Christians are being tricked into this. You have to walk in the armor of light. You must always represent Christ. You don't want to argue in their realm of arguing. Now you're arguing in the darkness of their minds. You must speak faith, hope, and love into their hearts. The enemy cannot stop this. The enemy hates it when you operate in faith. The enemy wants you to argue. The enemy wants you to get angry. The enemy wants you to use your flesh against someone else. Because that's only head to head. But when the armor of light shows up, you're speaking of hope. You're speaking of hope when everybody's given up. 
You're speaking of hope when everybody thinks, oh, this country's over. You're speaking of hope when everybody thinks, oh, no, our economy's ruined. You're speaking of hope. Even if all this stuff crashes, I've got a hope beyond this world. I've got a hope beyond the grave. Darkness can't vanquish this hope. You can't stop what I hope in. I've got greater hope than you have fear. And I walk in faith because my God is a God of faith. My God is a God who answers prayer. I know what to do. And so by faith, I'll speak to you. Your life will be better. I can promise you that if you turn to Christ, He can heal your heart. He can direct your paths. He can lead you in a new life. Trust Him. It speaks to the heart. It goes past their mind. The darkness in their mind that the enemy has over them. And the greatest of these is love. We're to love our enemies. And we're to pray for them. And those who even hate us, we pray for them and we show them love. And they slap us and we turn the other cheek and give them love. And they steal our coat and we give them another one. They don't understand this realm. It doesn't reason right with them in the darkness of their mind. But where have you spoken to? The heart. The heart. This is the armor of God. The light of Christ is His glory. His glory is His nature, and it inhabits you. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Rise up and be the light of God. I'm not talking about some candle that gets blown out in the wind. I'm not talking about a flashlight that your batteries are going to eventually run out. I'm not talking about a generator that can only power your refrigerator. I'm talking about the light of the world. I'm talking about the light of God. I'm talking about the nature of God Himself that inhabits the church. Nothing can vanquish the church. For over 2,000 years, they've tried to destroy the church. Full nations and countries have tried to extinguish the church. Russia had tried to completely demolish it. Communism, China, trying to demolish the church. Their political systems have crumbled, and the church is stronger than ever. Because light will never, never be extinguished. Rise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And Jesus said to us, let your light shine before others. This armor of faith, hope, and love is illuminating. It will vanquish darkness. So let your light shine before others so that they may see your what? Good works. It better show up. And give glory to your Father who's in heaven. This is a light that becomes tangible. That's why it's faith, hope, and love. Faith is the substance. Faith is evidence. It's real. Don't give me a fake, uh, a faith that is some, some in your mind. James says, don't, don't show me your faith by what you say you believe. Let it show up. It should leave substance and evidence. That means that they've been touched by light. Do the good works. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And he says this, let your good works show. That's what touches the heart. 
that you even care for people who don't care about you and who are in the dark. Shine your light. This is the hour for you to shine. This is the moment. Please don't leave it to anybody else. God put His light in you for a purpose so that you would shine. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you.